that's it. Welcome to Barrel Surf Podcast. It is the first episode of 2020. Stoked to be here, 22nd of January. Namu here with you, and as usual, we've got T-Bone in the Barrel Podcast Studios. Hello, T-Bone. G'day, Namu. Stoked to be back here, mate. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and everyone out there. It's um, It's been, well, it's almost all the way through January already. I can't believe it. It's just gone so quickly. Yeah, mate, it's gone really fast. I, I can't even remember my resolutions the last couple of weeks. It's been a, a lot of uh, a lot of festivities still kicking on after the new year. Yeah, that's right. Lots of lots of resolutions. What about some goals? You got some goals for the year? Oh, I think just try to stay healthy, mate. Stay healthy, um, travel, surf, be happy. I think keep it simple, mate. Travel, surf, be happy. Sounds good. I must uh, I must start out today's episode season two. Well, we've got to say we've actually made it to season two on Barrel Podcast. That's pretty good. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! We've actually made it this far. Um, so today's episode and ongoing is going to be sponsored by our good friends at Naturalist Test and Tag. What can you tell us about these crew, T Bone? Mate, he's an unbelievable dude. Um, <laughs> if you require any electrical inspection test and tag um give them a call they're really friendly great service um yeah they're a local business um just helping out people with their uh ohs electrical test and tag compliance it's got to be done so you might as well do it locally if you're especially if you're in the southwest i'm sure that they can travel up to perth for big jobs as well so naturalist test and tag thanks for coming aboard as a sponsor good to have you with us now we've just uh, you and I were actually away for the weekend camping, but um, over the weekend we had Taj Burrow's signature contest, Taj's Small Fries, and I think it was the fifteenth version, the fifteenth instalment of Taj's Small Fries. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think it was his fifteenth year, and it, by all accounts, uh, it looked like they got pumping little conditions, and it was a really big success. Got some good waves by the looks of it. Unbelievable! It's usually held, usually held in this area, and I believe it was obviously held in this area still, but they moved to a different location than they've previously used and got some nice little runners for the kids. So I think they all had a fantastic time. We've got the results in here actually. So I'm just going to go through them. In the Blue Ribbon 16 and under events, we had Macklin Finn from Cowtown. Uh, he, he had a win, the young man there. In the girls uh, 16 and under, there was Willow Harvey. Willow, sorry, Willow Hardy. Um, she's from Marks, obviously. Well, not obviously, but she certainly is. So a big result from the, I guess, we're in Dunsborough, so they're south of the border crew. In the 14 and under, we had Otis North, Yelling Up's own Otis North. Congratulations, mate. He's been ripping for a while now and obviously doing well in that event. We had Augusta's Ruby Berry finishing first in the under 14 and unders in the girls. In the 12 and unders, we had another another sort of local kid, Mav Wilson from Dunsborough, taking out the chocolates in the girls' 12 and under. We had Olive Hardy. So I don't know if they're um, sisters, but they've certainly had a big result, the Hardy kids. Um, and then 10 and under boys, we had Ace Flynn from Cowtown, uh, Gracetown, taking out the victory there. So congratulations to all those winners and everyone that actually entered the event because I here they had an absolute ball down there and um yeah good one can't wait for number 16 it looks like a lot of uh local like dunsborough market river um kids took it out so well done to all the local young shredders yes there's been 
I don't know if you're aware of the sort of his history in terms of the winners, but there's been a lot of a lot of Eastern States kids taking out victories in the Small Fries events. So good on the local kids. It's good to see them making a push towards uh, yeah, p- potential surfing careers down the track. So good just stuff. Just actually looking at the Taj Small Fries honour roll, mate, 16 and under boys and girls champions. Jack Robbo won, what did he do? Jack Robbo He's won, won three times. Yeah, maybe. three times, 2010, 11 and 12. Uh, Solly Bailey back in 2009. Solly. Even, even Big Dean Bowen back in 2007. So it's a good stepping stone. If, you, if you've got the goods, you've got the tools in your shed, it's a good stepping stone to uh, yeah, embark absolutely. on a future professional surfing career. So, As we know, junior sports is the foundation to building a career as a professional. That goes for cricket, footy, whatever it might be. So um, obviously the same goes for surfing and good luck to those scrums in the future. We, we must also give shout out to Taj for having this event on for the local and not so local kids over the years. It's a fantastic event. I know that everyone looks forward to it. So good on you, TB. Did you see they had a pong, a pong off, a, a table tennis pong off? A pong off? No, I didn't I, see that. I think the the, the prize was, I think you, you play against Taj or, or, or something along those lines, and if you win or you or you the you beat everyone, you win a, a surfboard or, or a foamy. I can't remember what it was. but Soft top. So soft maybe. top, yeah. Um, just a special special mention, uh, the board store um, sponsored uh, the, the, this year's Taj Small Fries. Board so, store? Yeah, they, they um, pumped a, a lot into it and um, they've always have supported local surfers so, and, and, and local competitions. So, uh, well on the board store. Good on your board store and Toddy Taylor, absolute champion. Good stuff, mate, there. Um, so there's been obviously a bit going on in the world of surfing. It's sort of the off season at the moment, but there's been a bit going on in the QS, T-Bone. Yeah, the QS kicked off, mate, the 2020 campaign in China. Um, China. A place called Hainan Island, I believe. It's a little island off the south south of mainland China. How do Tell you what, they get some good waves when, the, when there's a bit of a typhoon, don't they? I'm not sure, mate. I didn't really research the conditions, but I did have a look at YouTube. and It looks really small. Yeah, and for the, the comp. Yeah, it was really small, um, but it can get quite good fun. Um, I was watching on the WSL app. I was watching uh, an interview. I can't remember his name, but it sounds like he spent a lot of time in China, uh, in, in particular that particular area. And he was talking about the breaks and the surf culture, and uh, yeah, lots of little waves. Um, it was quite interesting. Uh, one thing they did mention: the Chinese surf culture dates back to the 13th century. 13th century. It's going back in some stats there. That's great. What what in that area? In that area, yeah. The, the guy who got interviewed, he's written a book. Oh, no, apologies, I can't remember the name of the book, but if you get on the WSL, WSL and check out the news section for China for the Corona Open, you can listen to the interview. So, yeah, 13th century. Um, the first international surfer uh, in 1985, Peter Druin, um, was enrolled by the local government to teach some young kids, some young Chinese kids to surf. So, Peter, is, is that the guy, um, Westerly? Is it Westerly? He had a, a uh, sex change? I, yeah, I, I believe so. Um, Peter Druin, if people who don't know who Peter Druin is, uh, he was, um, I think he's originally from the Gold Coast. He won the Aussie titles back in 1970 and he was ranked number six in 1977. He was a bronze Aussie too, wasn't he? One of those Shane Haran and Peter Druin and 
maybe Terry Fitz as well. I think so, mate. But what he's what I can see he's most famous for, he created the man-on-man format for uh, World Professional Surfing. So. At Stubbies, at the, the Burley event. And, uh, yeah, he's come out as a transgender. Um, yeah, good on him. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Do, do what you got to do, don't you? So, yeah, mate, the, that particular event the, was taken out by a Japanese surfer, Shun Murakami. Shun. Yeah. Tell you what, they're on the rise, aren't they, in Japan? They are. I think they like surfing China, the Japanese. It's quite close. Is there a name for the – is it the Japanese tsunami or something like that? You've got the Brazilian storm, the Japanese tsunami? Well, it could be. It's not a bad name. Let's copyright that right now. It could, it could stick. We'll, we'll get the uh, – what's it called? You get the internet, www.japanesetsunami.com. So Shun defeated Keanu Ussing in the final, mate. And, uh, yeah, good result to him and a good start for – Keanu, I sing as well. In so, what what is the second place getting a QS five thousand? As far as points, or yeah, not sure. I think it's two and a half thousand. I, I need to probably get get on the QS rankings and have a look. I think it's around two and a half or or, or three thousand. Okay. Uh, in the semis, you had Paddy Gudauskas and Indonesia's Rio Waiter. So Paddy Gudang, yeah, yeah, still going the boy. It was ripping. So small running lefts doesn't surprise me that Keanu Singh had the win. Do you remember that one he, that event that he won in France and it was just those little running lefts yeah. on the bank? Just belt after belt after belt. belt, 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 he's, belt, belt. he's so small and so agile. They're um, overhead for him. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's suited a, a quite a light whippy with type a good. surfer. Yeah. With a good what happened run. in the uh, ladies' event? Was it, there was a ladies, wasn't there? Uh, not sure. Not sure, mate. I didn't actually. Yeah, when I did tune in, it was just the men's on, so I'm not sure who took out the uh, the women's. I am pretty sure, if I am not mistaken, that it was won by Brissa Hennessy. I think you're right, Nemet. The uh, there was also a five thousand for the girls, so good result for Brissa Hennessy. She, I'm pretty sure, she double qualified last year, so she's um on a bit of a roll at the moment. Let's look out, CT. She could be. Also rising, just like the Japanese surfers this year. Jay Brissa. Jay Brissa, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So we've got a couple of big men's QS 5000s coming up, Namu. We've got uh, one in Morocco at Anchor Point, and then we've got the Vulcan Pipe Pro kicking oh, off. Oh, the Vulcan Pipe Pro, one of my favorite events of the year. It is. It's, it's actually my favorite QS event. Yeah, so we've got, the, we've got the one in Morocco as well. What, what's the go there? It's at Anchor Point, isn't it? Anchor Point, mate. I think that that's like super crowded these days, isn't it? Because I know in the sort of eighties, eighties and nineties, it wasn't that crowded. Is that right? I don't know. I've never been there. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I, I don't think it's as crowded as pipe. <laughs> I mean, I was just uh, having a look um, at WSL, one of the little articles, uh, pipe or a world class point. Which would you choose? I think most young QS surfers would probably choose to go to Morocco because I think it's quite hard to get a wave out of pipe any day of the week. It's also pretty central. A lot, a lot of the, um, a lot of the guys live in Europe as well. The QS surfers, don't they? Um, uh, what? The? Good, yeah, good for the European surfers, even in South Africa and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just straight up there. Bit of a journey for the Aussie guys, but uh, I'd say it'll attract a really strong field. Uh, and then obviously you'll have a lot of pipe specialists wanting to enter the Vulcan. Yeah, it's probably probably not. Dare I say, Brazilian uh, friendly the pipe pipe Vulcan Pro. So a lot of the Brazilian going to get myself in trouble here. A few of the Brazilian QS hopefuls will be heading to Anchor Point rather than pipe. I would imagine. 
they reckon it gets as good as, well, if not better, maybe not as better, but who knows, but as good as Jeffrey's, Kira. It's it's in that sort of category. You know, it's world class, it's long. Arms. Yep. It's just a very long right-hander, which, yeah, that appeals to me big time. <laughs> I think a long right-hander appeals to anyone, mate. If it's, yeah. I, I don't know how, you know, if, if pipe's 10 to 12 foot, I don't know how appealing that is to me, but certainly four to six foot anchor point reeling off sounds pretty fun now there's a there's a moroccan local surfer i think he's still sponsored by quicksilver and probably the last the last one ramsey ramsey oh, ramsey book him yeah he rips he's yeah some of the the surfing that kid can do he was on the snake tails team for a while uh certainly a couple at least a couple of years he, he's a funny bugger too on uh jake pato's snake tails video series so Go back in time and have a look at that. I'm pretty sure they're all still on YouTube. He's yeah, he's a he's a funny man, and um, yeah, his backhand attack is crazy. I guess being groomed on those Moroccan points is going to do that to you. Well, good luck to Ramsey, mate. So that that event kicks off on the 25th of January, and uh, yeah, the Balkan Pro, sorry, the Balkan Pipe Pro kicks off at 29th of January. So a few more days, I'd say that. The crews will all be travelling to those two locations, and um, yeah, putting in some time. Get amongst it and go the young Aussie blokes and, um, yeah, hopefully they can get some good results over there. Well, Jack Robbo, obviously Volcom sponsor, he'll be keen to um, make a good impression, a good start to his 2020 season. Yeah, he's made the final there before, hasn't he? He has, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome. I can't I can't wait to see everyone, everything sort of starting back up with um, the Volcom Pro. Is the Sunset Beach one by none? There is, mate. I think it's a it's a men's QS one thousand. Just a little one, okay. Yeah, a little one, mate. On Sunset. Um yeah, I wouldn't say there'd be any heavy hitters uh entered that, but there'd yeah. be a lot of a lot of good little uh underground local Hawaiian surfers. Um yeah, just looking at the round one now, it's yeah, mainly a lot of Hawaiians that you've yeah, never yeah, heard yeah. of, but I'm sure they rip in their own right. Getting into it um so when when does the challenger series start is that that's to do with the that's sort of starting around the time of the ct events in australia isn't it uh i don't have the dates in front of me so they're all the ten thousand point well events. would you like me to tell you oh there you go Nemi. uh we've got the sydney surf pro uh and that's from the Mar- march 9th to the 14th of march so it's a little bit away so six weeks or so away but um yeah, as as we know, time time's flying at the moment, so it will um come around pretty quickly. And then we've got the uh Pihar Pro in New Zealand, which should be wow. pretty good. Yeah, bro. Looking forward to that. That's pretty much straight after the Sydney one and then there's a couple of month gap with the Challenger series in uh heading over to Belito in South Africa. Sick. So it's all it's all gonna start happening. Can't wait for that. Yeah, mate. It's gonna so, be really good. Yeah. Amp for it. Yeah, so um yeah, one thing that's sort of happened that's been pretty pretty well talked about, but we can talk about it as well, is uh, fearless leader Sophie Goldschmidt has uh, either resigned or been pushed out of the CEO position and taken over by old mate Val, vulnerable adult learner. Um, what's his name? Eric Logan. Eli. Eli's taken on the top, top job over there at the WSL. Yep, he was uh, – yeah, well, good job to Sophie and um, – I'm yeah. sure there'd be a lot of people in in the in the surfing um, fraternity that uh, w- I guess they were happy with some of the things that Sophie achieved during her reign as a CEO. So 
good stuff. Um, so I, what, what do you what do you reckon some of the good stuff think, that she's done? I, I think the big one for her was the equal prize money for men and women. I know that uh, a lot of women were very happy about that. I think a lot of men were as well. It's um, yeah. There's there's still still a question from some circles in regards to women's the women surf less hates. So should they be rewarded with the same prize money? And my my answer to that is absolutely yes. Good. So so this new bloke, uh, Eric Logan, uh, apparently he's got a lot of media experience, and uh, yeah, I guess they're hoping the WSL is hoping. He, he can steer them into a more focused content and media sort of type company. So. Yeah, it's going to be content driven. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's a, so, yeah, it's a heap, heap of stuff. Um, you know, you got your sort of sound wave stuff and your WSL Pure and all that sort of thing that are sort of, um, yeah, up, happening. Did you, uh, speaking speaking of that and content on, on that WSL, did you manage to catch the uh, sound waves with Kais King? Uh, I watched a little bit of it. I actually this this morning. I actually watched the Maddie McGilvray um, Soundwaves, mate. Watched say it. say his name properly, mate. Yeah, how do you say it? Matty McGilvray. Matty McGilvray. Sorry, yeah. Matt. It's Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. Yeah. No, I I did watch. I did watch that. It was quite short. Um, just his experiences out at surfing out at sunset, right? Yeah, I believe so. I'm just looking at the preview now. It's him having a hug with. Um, Oh mate, Morgs, Morgs Sibilich, they both qualified, so they're both pretty happy with each other. Yeah, I just watched the replays. So Morgan Sibilich and Matthew McGilvray, they paddled out, and I think Matthew had to win that heat, and he took off on a wave and did a massive big turn on a big foam monster, <laughs> and uh, I think he got about three point seven or something. So that got him into, <laughs> into the uh, twenty twenty qualified with three point four or whatever. Yeah. And, oh, at, and at that point, Morgan Sibilic hadn't qualified yet, so uh, the highs and lows. But um, yeah, obviously he he qualified a little bit later on. So it's going to be exciting. He seems like a really humble, nice kid, and he's got a great style. Matthew McGilvray or yeah, Morgan? Ma- sorry, yeah, Matthew Mc- and, and and Morgan Sibilic, but Matthew McGilvray. I think it's good to have another South African on the world. Oh, tour. mate, absolutely. I, there hasn't been one since. Um, who who was that guy that got thirty thirds? Uh, Ricky Bassnett was it? Ricky Ricky Bassnett Ricky, Ricky Bassnett. Yeah, he got a whole season of dirty turds. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no good. Didn't so, make a single hit all year. So who, who have we had on the men's in the in the South Africans? Yeah. So well, we, there was um that obviously we got Jordy. That fell it. Yeah, I was going to say Jordy Jordy Smith. Obviously, um. What's that nuggety guy about 10 years ago? What was his name? I can't think. Um, There's certainly been a couple over the years. Well, they're well representative in, um, in obviously, we've got two on the on the tour. And Grant Twiggy Baker, he um, flies the flag for uh, big wave surfing. He does South indeed, Africa. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of underground big wave yeah. surfers in South Africa. So, uh, yeah, no, that's good news for uh, Matthew. Looking forward to seeing him um, kick off his campaign this year. Yeah, out of the um, out of the not I shouldn't say Groms, but out of the rookies and the requalifiers, who, who do you reckon's gonna go well? Well, 
I'm hoping Jack Robinson has a has a great year. I think he's got the potential um, to, you know, if you look at all the events, I mean, he can he can ride big barrels, he can do big turns, he can do airs, he can do pretty much everything. So, I think Jack Robbo. We should actually introduce Robbo's world right now. Um, so yeah, Jack Robbo is gonna. I, yeah, I reckon he's gonna do really well this year. I'm calling top sixteen. Um, I don't know if he'll go higher than that just because of a few of the beach break waves, but he seems, still seems to go pretty well there. Well, hopefully we'll get some good conditions in the beach break waves like yeah. Portugal. And, well, France yeah. was pretty good last year. I mean, you see some of the footage just recently of, of France and Portugal. You know, there's a little clip of Italo getting barreled off his nut down at Super Tubes and there was Jeremy Flores and Hossigo, so the waves have been pumping. Just hopefully it pumps like that during the event time. Yeah, yeah. No, that um, I'm just looking at the the roster that we have. So a couple of uh, qualifiers that have also been in there before are um, your, uh, you know, you've got your Ethan Ewing. I reckon he's going to step up this year. He's, he did that thing where you fall off and perhaps not ready for it. But I was just going to mention him after Robbo, mate. Ethan Ewing. He's if he gets his confidence up, gets a couple of good results early. Look out. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think he's um yeah he's really one to watch. He's just won the single fin comp at Burley, um, <laughs> beating quite a good field. I mean, you got your you, um Joel Joel uh, Paco and and yeah, pretty good surfers in that. So he's done well to win that one. Um, Jack Robert we've mentioned. Conor O'Leary's back as well. Now Conor O'Leary's finaled before, so he's he's a contender. Um, he he got made a final in Chopes, I think, a couple of years back. Not sure, but I think he did all right at the Quickie Pro. So he's really yeah, good yep. on his backhand, very fast, very snappy. So. He's really whippy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And then um, Morgan Sibilic is a bit of an unknown quantity in terms of um, coming onto the CT. Whether or not he's ready is another another matter, but he could do like a um, – although Wade Carmichael was sort of on the QS for a bit, he sort of jumped straight in and did pretty well once he did make it. So maybe that's maybe that's the case there as well. Yeah, you never know. Well, good luck to Morgan and Ethan and Jack and yeah, Matthew absolutely. and all, all the rest of the, the, the rookies for uh, 2020. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how they kick off the seat. Yeah, season. yeah. And there's obviously a couple of Brazilians that are re-qualified again. Alex Ribeiro and Miguel Poops. Um, well done. Jaddy, Jaddy Andre, yeah, good on you, Jaddy. Come on, Jaddy. What a character. Mate, see so if you can qualify for the CT for once. He won He won an event years and years ago, and I think that's the last time he actually qualified yeah, it was, in the it CT. Was, it was Brazil, wasn't it? <laughs> had the big air and... The uh, big re-air comp. Yeah, I think he was doing the, the air reverses, and that was about the first time they'd seen them in comps. And the judges, yeah, I think it was, actually. The judges were absolutely frothing. Yeah. Now every second kid down at um, your local beach is doing them, I think. But anyway... Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the other big news that we've had in the last little, little while is that Hurley is, uh, is losing all their surfers. What's going on there, mate? I know, mate. Uh, yeah, big, big news, isn't it? Um, now, just reading the, uh, the press release, mate, so um, Hurley, Hurley's got new owners, Blue Star Alliance. Uh, they've cut, well, it looks like they've cut. Blue Star Alliance, jeez. They've cut Robbie Machado, Michelle Perez, and a few more. Robbie um, Machado, was he still sponsored by him? Yeah, yeah. He, he wrote a quite an emotional post on his Instagram. Um, Did he? I think he had, I can't remember how many years, but uh, 
people have got a long association with Hurley, and I know Bob Hurley and, and his family have stepped away um, when he sold it. But um, yeah, it's it, it's sad to, to, to see some of those um, legends and those ambassadors for those brands for such a long time. Uh, yeah, get the axe. What does someone like Rob Sh- Rob Machado do? He has to probably have to get a normal job because well, you wouldn't think he'd be picked up by anyone being, you know, close to 50 or whatever it might be. And um, yeah, I guess he's he's still got influence, hasn't he? So Yeah, I'm sure he could pick, who knows? pick a job up in the, in the, um, in the surfing world. So Sales rep for Salty Crew or something. <laughs> <laughs> Get him on the Barrel Surf podcast. Get him on the Barrel Surf podcast. Not sure if we can pay him, but um, yeah, we can. Not a bad idea. Rob Machado, get your people to call, our people, and let's get you on. So obviously a lot of surfers, a lot of current surfers are going to be looking for a new sticker. So whether um, whether the other companies have got money to put new stickers on new boards? Yes. Did I see that... um, uh, our one of our favourite Hawaiians, John John Florence, has said, "You guys are you guys are sacking all my boys and girls. So I'm I'm uh, I'm out as well." Did, is that did that happen? Or did I just read that I somewhere. Think, I think it's still in negotiations and discussions about his contract. I think it is ending. Um, I think he might have had a clause in his contract. I, I don't think I've seen anything uh, released. I'm pretty sure that he had a couple of years left in his contract, and he's gone because you guys are. Uh, sacking all these other people, um, he's going to go, nah, I'm out. Yeah. So just reading Blue Star's goal is simple, boost Hurley's bottom line. Yeah. Boost the bottom line. The most effective way to do that is sack everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you simultaneously increase revenue and cut costs. Yeah. My sponsorship uh, budget. Oh, yeah, there you go. John John's got two years left on his contract and uh, – quietly negotiating his way out of the contract or so the rumor goes thank you for that beach group do you reckon he'll get picked up by a big player well i um i actually said on the beach group comment board that i think um surely his dad's got room on the outer known team for him to that'd be pretty cool jump on board yeah for sure does does kelly actually is there any outer known riders do you know on the team is there like team riders for outer known uh, I know his surfboards, um, the surfboards that he's he's developed and designed. He sponsors, I think he sponsors the Spartan and, and a few yeah, other okay. people. Yeah, uh, Kennedy. I'm, I'm not sure if they, they've still got a partnership going. Yeah. But I'm not sure whether he actually sponsors out and known to uh, any any surfers on the tour at the moment but i think it's i think it's mainly his surfboards that he's designed yeah there you go just uh while we're on the beach group thing did you see that about the um had a bit of a feature on um zimondi who won the the fantasy uh wsl competition in 2019 oh, saying yeah. about hey where, where the where the fuck are our where, where's his prize he wins the whole thing and not even a a mention or a uh, you know well done or anything from um so wsl's fantasy surfing competition was was taken out and the winner didn't even get a yeah shout out yep. or a yeah it's uh a lo- well i think he lives in singapore now um guy called shane i think it's shane um yeah his mates with lynchy wow yeah so it, it came to light that it was him i got a message from lynchy saying hey never believe this shit um shane actually won the fantasy competition and then it's got um <laughs> never gonna believe this so it's got it did a little profile on him and then 
so in the in the conversation that Lynchy was having, also copied my wife in, and it turns out that they all went to Glastonbury together, and it turns out that my wife has passed on with uh, old mate who won the competition. Fuck, how's that? So if you're listening, mate, keep your fucking hands off my wife. Exactly. Smasher. No, but um, yeah, you, you think that uh, the winner would have got a prize? Speaking of prizes, mate, you came third in the WSL. Yeah, where's my prize, where's WSL? Where's your prize? Uh, absolutely filthy. Well, you've got two surfboards coming. Yeah. We have got a surfboard. I did it? actually mention on the comment board to uh, Zimon, Shane, hey, mate, surely you uh, took a couple of leagues away, and it turns out he didn't actually enter any leagues. Cool. So he's won the chocolates, but no chocolates. Absolutely no prizes. Entered the wrong league. Yeah, well, didn't enter any leagues. Um, I did hear... Though on the grit, I think it was the grit with uh, David Lee Scales and Chaz Smith. That's uh, they've offered him up one of their uh, lawnmower lawnmower packs. Oh, that's <laughs> which is basically a way to shave your balls. So uh, at least he will have nice, nice clean shaven nuts uh, in the future. So well done there. Well done, well done, Shano. But uh, yeah, good on you, Shano. Uh, next year, come on, WSL, you got to have some sort of prize. It's got to be. Oh, you're looking at a bolter there, aren't you? Um, it's got to be some sort of prize, whether it's a VIP experience at your local event or something. I don't know. It's got. It's got to be. Got to be some sort of. Um, yeah, all well and good for everyone to do their own leagues because I know that a lot of people do that. Um, bunch of mates putting fifty bucks or whatever it might be, or if there's uh, like obviously the lipped lipped boys had a, a surfboard. Um, as their price? Shaped by Corey Surfboards. Shaped by Corey Surfboards in Torquay. What a fucking legend that guy hey, is. Mate, have you placed your order? I had a chat with Corey on the phone um, last week. We actually spoke for about 45 minutes talking about a whole bunch of shit. And um, yeah, really, really nice guy. And um, yeah, looking forward to picking up my uh, wave magnet too. Or getting it sent over. What? I'm not exactly sure. Sick, that's awesome, mate. And thanks to Lip for for the prize. And I think they even mentioned uh, the the wave magnet model, mate, was the go to. Yeah, I know that um, uh, Kyle Bell Warren has mentioned it a couple of times, saying that it's um, yeah, a sick board. And I think he he obviously rides a high performance version of it. But um, yeah, because there won't be much performance coming from myself. I've got a a bit of a uh, a version with a bit of volume and a bit of um, yeah. We're Hopefully going to ride yourself off yet, mate. <laughs> 2020 is going to be a big year for you. Mate, huge going to year. Get super fighting fit. And huge year. Start shredding. Start shredding again like I, I did when I was 12. Um, no, so that, that's, yeah, it's a bit disappointing. I think that the WSL is not putting out prizes for that, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, that is pretty lame, WSL. Come on. Come on, Elo. Cost you a thousand bucks for a new board for someone. Probably get them even less. Just do some promo with a shaper or something. If, uh, yeah, you missed missed that one, unfortunately. Hey, just on Elo, um, apparently he rides a, a stand up paddleboard or occasionally surfs. Yeah, he's, he's, I've definitely seen him uh, pictures of him on, on Instagram with his uh, massive paddle and his uh, huge sup. I don't know if he does yoga on it as well. No. <laughs> I mean, there was a comment about Eric being the first CEO to be a surfer um, for the WSL. Is that right? Yeah, I don't think it really needs – you don't need to be a surfer to be the CEO of companies these days. Um, wasn't Brody Carr a surfer? He was CEO. Oh, well, maybe. But I maybe, shouldn't say wasn't. He's still alive. Did he bodyboard or maybe bodyboard? I don't think, well, I don't think so. Well, maybe maybe that was during the ASP. I guess as oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As no, the WSL. Right. So. It's a bit of a mic spike, sorry. 
Um, yeah, I, funnily enough, I, I introduced myself to, I can't even think what I was just saying, introduced myself to him um, at the WA Tourism Awards because he's part of, I think he might, might be the CEO of the Tourism Awards nice. now, Brody Carr, and yeah, he, he wasn't interested in having a chat at all, but anyway, thought we'd get him on the potty, but I don't think we will because he did not seem to want to have a chat whatsoever. Might have just been enjoying his night out like everyone else was. Yeah, possibly, mate. Yeah, definitely. Um, while we're talking about Sophie and Elo, just a quick shout out to Backwards Finn Beth. Hope she's okay now. She um, copped it a bit from the Beach Kit crew, and that was pretty fucking funny, I must admit. What was that all about? <laughs> there was there was a, uh, I don't know, she was part of the WSL. She was hired by Sophie uh, Goldschmidt to do some sort of marketing or something along those lines. Someone took a photo of her uh, with a longboard. Uh, it might have been a soft top, actually. But uh, detachable fins, and yet she had her fins in backwards. Oh, so she she got called backwards fin Beth, <laughs> and uh, she actually quit. I think good on, on the her. back of that because she was a bit upset. Lots of uh, not not such good publicity there for the WSL. Anyway, um, we'll thirsty, Nemo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm too. Get that beer away from me. It's too early on a what? What's today? Wednesday. Now we were going to do. Our, uh, where was it that you saw a top four list somewhere? I did see a top four list somewhere, mate. And um, Now, I think whoever wrote that top four list, I think it had Mickey Dora, Led Hamilton. So, hang on a sec. Top four what? Top four men? Top four surfers of all time. Top four male surfers. Of male surfers of yeah. all time. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's an interesting topic. What? Who would you? Who would be your top four, man? Here we go, mate. Um, oh, he's got it ready. Just, just where I got this info from, Forbes Surfers and History Book Surf Comp. Might have yeah. been on Beach. On was it yeah. on Beach Group? So the four that's been listed uh, from this person: uh, Duke Kahanamoku. Yep. Obviously, the legend, Hawaiian legend, Laird Hamilton, Kelly Slater, and Mickey Dora. Now I've got mine. Well, hang on a sec. Let's just look at that. Duke, Laird, Kelly, and Mickey Dora. Wow, that's what a list. I think most people probably wouldn't have heard of Mickey Dora. Um, I have heard of legendary Mickey Dora. Californian. Yeah, don't know mystical. A lot of, yeah, don't know a lot about him. But I think um, it's a bit like the American um, legendary Australian surfer that used to ride Kira all the time and whistle from uh, MP Michael Peterson. Yeah, Sorry, legend. MP. Um, I think he was a bit like that, just a bit of a mystical, mystical character, but just oozing oozing uh just natural surfing talent yeah legend but anyway what was your who's your four t-bone well if i start from the top um tom curran like for Mate, me you've always been a current fan of you yeah for me growing up um tommy curran's style is just his precision and power um it was timeless back then and it's timeless now you know 85 86 1990 world champ there's something about tc uh, an absolute legend. He was the gold. Also, a, myth, a bit of a myth, mystical character, isn't he? He is. Now, I remember back in the day, in the ni- in the nineteen ninety, I think it's nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety, when my mum took me down to the Margaret River Pro. Um, didn't actually see this wave, but Curran took off on a wave from the takeoff zone and rode it all the way to the river mouth, the Margaret River. Yeah, then he walked back up the road, and he walked back up to the road. Uh, I remember watching the Margaret River Thriller in 87. I think it was 15 to 20 foot. And there was Tommy Curran, Tom Carroll, Mike Parsons and 
hockey in the final. Was it raging onshore? It was a little bit onshore, but raging, it but was big and heavy. And I remember Tommy Carroll snapping his board and he was right in the impact zone. And um, yeah. who, who won that event? Do you remember? Uh, was it MR? Who won that event? Sorry, MR was in the final too. So I got... Now, now you got me, Namu. Who did win that? I think it was MR. I could be wrong, but I've, I've actually, I was there that day too. I think we might have even gone together. I've got some photos of um, MR down on the beach. I'll, uh, I'll put one on our Instagram um, feed, Barrel Podcast. Yeah, I've Instagram actually got a photo with um, Gary Coffey Elkerton, you know, something about yes. that piping hot wetsuit, yes. that yellow and red smooth wetsuit. That's it, funny, I remember that too. I remember you had one too like that, didn't you? I might have done. But yeah, Tommy Curran, number one, um, when I look at all the surf um, films that have come out and the most memorable one, remember all the search, um, Rip Curl search movies? Yeah, yeah. Him surfing a 5.7 or 5.8 fish out at 10-foot Bawa. Now, Bawa is a super heavy wave in yep. northern Sumatra. And it was just incredible how he rode this fish out there. Absolutely he blown could, out he, with he crowds could, too. He could ride so a door, a fridge door. Um, he's just a phenomenal surfer and, and I, I think he influenced a lot of surfers. We should get Bam to get him a Calvinator. So um, my yeah, okay, one. that's yeah, pretty good. Who's who's your two? Now I've gone Marco Joe J Luciano Occhilupo. Occhilupo. He's a legend. He's a character. Um, you know, he's an icon for Australian surfing. Hundred percent. You know, the one thing I really admire about Oki when um, you know Oki's had some lows in life. You know, I think it was well publicised. You know, he had some. Had some problems, you know, and he put on a few kilos and, yeah, it, Oki just went underground. And then I don't know if you remember the movie Ockumentary. I do remember yeah. that. It was such a classic movie and Oki's in training and he's coming back and he's surfing dun, again. Dun, 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 and I'm not sure dun. about this, but I believe Jack McCoy was quite instrumental in um, getting Oki back into it. Getting he, back on board. Getting I, back on board. Think, um, Gordon Merchant from Billabong was, was involved too. Get off so, the fucking couch, Hockey. So, so Hockey, 1999 world champ. Yeah. From where he was in the late 90s to becoming world champ. Yeah. I just think he's an absolute legend. He's surfing. He's backhand surfing, you know, when he was, I think, back in 84, 85 surfing J-Bay, you know. You stick him out at J-Bay now, you know, he's probably maybe not as good. But that surfing you did in, in mid '80s at J Bay is unbelievable. Yep, um, you know, hundred percent agree. So many memorable um, surfing clips of Oki. The skins at Bell's is another one as a kid. Yeah, watching, yeah, yeah. watching that, watching just on fire. You know that heat against Tommy Curran out of Bell's. You know, yeah, Oki. You know, oh, the legendary heat when they're both in those sort of fluoro wetsuits and Curran's riding the Black Beauty. Yeah, how good. No. Num- number three on T-Bone's list of all-time, four, four all-time male surfers. Mate, I've got Mick Fanning. It's, number th- it's my third one. Okay. Uh, hey, what, what hasn't Mick Fanning achieved? <laughs> I mean, he's fucking done everything. I just think he's a top bloke. He's owns a, a brewery. He, he's an tick. owner. He owned a brewery. Won three world titles. He's sold a brewery now. Got attacked by a shark. Tick. Whole, whole, yeah. Wow. Carry on, mate. I just think he's a, he's a, he's a legend. He's yep. a legend of the sport. Um, another one that's inspired a lot of young surfers, and uh, I just he just seems like a good, honest mate. Like, I, I've never met him, but he just seems like everywhere he goes, like he's, when he's being filmed, he's just got mates everywhere. Everyone's sort of hugging him, and he's hugging everyone back, and just seems like a bit of a 
Bit of good bloke. You see that film that he's doing about sharks at the moment? I heard something Getting about acquainted this. acquainted with sharks. Yeah, okay. So, um, Interesting. Maybe he just wants to confront his fears. Maybe. So, yeah. Is that with Great Whites? Or? Uh, I'm not sure if he's doing of Great Whites. I don't know how acquainted you want to get with yeah, GWSs. Yeah, he was on the WSL. He's, um, yeah. Yeah, going to be making it. Well, In conjunction with, um, was it with some, maybe Taylor Steele? Yeah, it was actually Taylor Steele, mate. Yeah, I did say something just about it. Just trying to have a little squeeze now, but... yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mick Fanning, what a legend. He could, yep. he could still be on the tour now. Uh, yeah, without a shadow of doubt, he'd probably be winning. Obviously, number four, mate, and my last one is the GOAT. Don't really need to say too much about the GOAT, Kelly Slater. Does he own a brewery? He, he doesn't own a brewery, no. no he probably owns, could if he wanted to. He did own a He might have actually bought, bought Bolter. <laughs> he created the first wave pool. Well, cool. the first good wave pool. Yeah, first good wave pool. Allentown was no... Oh, that, that, that one in Japan years ago was... You know that little wedgie tube? Can't remember too much about that, but I know there's some footage of it out there still. Goat, you know, is anyone going to equal or better 11 world champion? I think, I think when history is said and done with the Goat, there'll be no shadow of doubt that he'll, he'll be the greatest of all time in every aspect. Oh, easy. I just, yeah. One pipe numerous times, one Hands triple crowns. Down. One, he won the Eddie, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, just everything. Uh, no, I think I'm. I don't think he won the Eddie. Maybe second. I'm not sure. He's certainly done well in the Eddie in the past. He does it all. Does it all. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, one of probably the most influential surfer in history, as well as all the titles that he's won. I mean, I choose those four, sort of based off my upbringing and and who I who I admired as a kid, um, growing yep, yep. up and surfing. So um, that was around my generation. So yeah, those four surfers. Yeah, unreal. What, yeah. about your, what about you, mate? Well, I, I've got four, but they're not necessarily in order. Um, the GOAT's obviously one of them. You can't go past Robert Kelly Slater as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, like we just said. Um, I could never, never have this list without Andy Irons in it. Oh, I just sure. I just loved his surfing. Um, sounds like a bit of a whack, whack job, but... Um, when he was when he was up and about, sounds like he was a great guy and um, loved by many. And yeah, I just just loved the way he surfed and everything about the way he rode a wave was just fearless and stylish and yeah, just at it full tilt. Um, and I also don't, you know, Kelly and Andy had a huge rivalry back in the day, which has been well documented. Um, one of the, another sort of smaller scale rivalry was um, Taj Taj Burrow's rivalry. And uh, being a local local uh, legend, multi-time runner-up in the world title without actually winning it, uh, one of my top four is Taj Borrow, who is obviously a local Absolute guy. Legend. He's um, yeah, such a nice bloke. And, uh, yeah, I, I particularly remember a couple of times, um, one of them was at restaurants. I think it was a year that Michael Hall broke his back. Um Taj Burrow's backhand surfing at restaurants that day. It was a good sort of six, six, eight foot. He was just going fucking belting it side yeah, it was like upside his, down. His retirement heat against John yeah, John at yeah. Tavirua. Well, that that was the other one I was going to mention. He was absolutely tearing the bag out of it. You know, I think TB. What is he? Forty now? Oh, I'd be forty for sure. TB well, could really, still be on the tour. Yeah, no, no doubt. Without a doubt, no doubt. TB's another one. You know, his he, his surfing has not um, gone backwards. He he's just maintained that high level. Yeah, he's absolutely ripping. I, I yeah, I've got no doubt at all. I mean, he's he's a fair bit younger than um, 
than Kelly. Yeah, true. He's eight years younger. But is um, he? Okay. Yeah. Well, Kelly's go. 47, 48, and I think if TB's 40, I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I would have thought TB was 41 or 42, but I've got no idea. Um, so that's three of my top four. And uh, my other my other one in the top four is uh, Mark Richards, the Wounded Seagull. Oh, legend. Mate, four-time world champion, one of the most unusual styles, but still completely stylish with his, his arms behind him in his bottom turns. Mm. And, um, you know... Won the four world titles, won the Billabong Pro. It was maxing Wyoming at that time, and um, yeah, I just he, he's still shaping to this day, making some amazing boards. He rode his own boards when he was surfing competitively, and um, yeah, still having an influence today, Emma. So, yep, good on you, mate. You're a fucking legend as well. He is, mate. Um, now we're coming towards the end of the show, the first show for season two for Barrel Surf Podcast. You're with T-Bone and Namu. Thanks once again to uh, our sponsor for today and hopefully ongoing naturalist test and tag for all your test and tag needs, local legends, hit them up. You'll be able to find them on the website or I think they've got a uh, Facebook page. Yeah, website, mate, naturalisttestandtag.com.au. There you go. Before we do um, head off, let's talk about uh, Bronte. What's Bronte McCauley been up to? I think she's been hitting it up at home a bit, has she? I think she's been chilling, mate. Um, yeah, obviously, during the off-season, obviously a lot of the pros still like to surf and, and, and maintain their fitness. So I think she's been getting about home, hasn't she? Yeah, I, as far away. as I'm aware, I've, I've definitely seen some uh, photos of her on Insty um, having a great time in her local environment, which uh, you and I are quite aware of um, down there. Um, yeah, she's. Just, I think she's just. I've seen a couple of couple of little clips of her, and she looks like she's surfing amazing. And yeah, can't wait to see a top ten finish on the WCT for Bronte McCauley this year. We um, we're going to go and have a chat with her dad uh, in the next week or two, hopefully, for a future episode. Dave McCauley, who uh, also runner up in the world, I think once or twice at the very least, and. Um, Still shaping and surfing probably more than anybody in the southwest. Actually, he's just—he's always out there, isn't he? Just absolutely loves it. Um, so yeah, it'd be good to have a chat with him and uh, probably have a chat with Bronte down the track as well. Um, I think that they, uh, yeah, can't wait to uh, have a chat with Dave. Um, any any last thoughts before we hit the road, Timo? Just on a somber note, um, I just wanted to mention about the fires that have that have been obviously burning predominantly in the southeastern region of Australia. It's been absolutely horrendous, mate. For obviously, yeah, it's been yep. well publicised in the news. People, animals, properties. It's just, so many people have been devastated. So many animals have been killed, and it's a it's it's a tragedy um yeah i tell you what though 
in Australia, when 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 we face tragedy, a lot of generous people out there um, donating, mate, and, and it's amazing. Oh, so there's been some incredible response, hasn't there? There's lots of organisations that you can donate to. Um, you know, just to name a couple, there's the Australian Red Cross, there's the Salvation Army Disaster Appeal, um, there's the New South Wales Rural Fire Service, um, the Victorian Bushfire Appeal. Um, then you've got the Wildlife Information Rescue and Education Services uh, wires. They're all seeking donations. You know, I think I think they got up to five hundred million dollars in donations. Um, there's been lots of good charities. Um, so well done to all those people that are well done that 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 they've dug in to to help people in need at such a terrible time. We should also mention the emergency services crew who've been tirelessly working to keep animals, property, and our fellow humans safe during this time. Um, there's been a few crew, I think a couple of crew from Dunsborough that have gone over and done a couple of tours over there to help out as well. So congratulations to you guys. really salute the efforts that you put in. Um, now, I've got a bit of a bone to pick with uh, Equinor. Norwegian oil giants just quit it, you guys. I mean, we got to fight even harder for the bite. It looks like it's um, they're getting closer to getting the approvals, which is absolutely fucking mental. Have a look at the coastline. It's um, no good. Oil is a dying, it's a dying energy source. We've, we've got to stop this sort of shit in Australia. Um, I'm sure the, the Norwegians wouldn't like to have their own oil rigs starting up again. Um, I'm sure there's some over there, but it's not needed in Australia. We don't want it. We're heading towards electric cars. If you think climate change is not happening, you're, you're fucking joking. Yourself and everyone else, um, Every little bit counts, doesn't it, Nemi? Well, look at it this way, T-Bone. If we make the world a better place and there is no climate change, what have we got? We've got a better world. So yep. very, very simple message. I don't you know, I don't want to get political, but fuck's sake, it's happening around. Start of 2020, at, getting real political. <laughs> look at the fires and everything. It's Yeah, anyway. Um, all right, rant over. But, you know, this is our platform. We can discuss whatever the hell we yep. want. Um, check us out on Instagram we've also got a Facebook site probably don't yeah Facebook whatever who cares but yeah we're on Instagram you can also contact us via email on barrelpodcast at gmail.com yeah mate looking forward to um, looking forward to this year so pumped mate looking forward to getting some uh, special guests on board to have some fun uh, fun conversation about the, the sport yeah Adzi is not here today because we just had to do a quick one before you head over head back to work which is i think it's early tomorrow morning um but yeah we're going to have a couple of guest hosts on this year including adzi kennedy because let's face it he's he's good fun to have on the potty and um we haven't had our shout out to uh just before i go a shout out as well to jenny beard if you feel like growing a beard for charity jenny beard is yeah is the way to go James Baird, a local cat, is uh, helping out with Children's Cancer Institute. Good on you, legend. Yeah, good on you, Jimmy. And uh, Jenny Beard, you can get details on the website there. And I think that's about us for, out for us. That's about it, mate, for a wrap. It's great to um, get, get a potty off. Potty off? Get, get a potty off. Get a potty off for 2020. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to the next one, mate. Looking forward to a big big year. Cheers, T-Bone. Can't Cheers, wait buddy. for the year ahead. Yee.